Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode of Woman to Woman, the podcast where I sit down with different women from different industries to get to know a little bit about who they are, where they've been and where they're going and their own personal journeys to womanhood. So before I wanted to introduce season three, I thought let's do a season 2.5 interim. As everybody must know, it's currently International Women's Month. So I thought it would be sweet and probably inviting to invite a couple of the women from Women to Women team to have a conversation about what International Women's Day means to us, what being a woman means to us, and everything surrounding challenging the status quo, challenging norms, and just thriving and being a woman because although it is a dangerous sport, it is thrilling. So um, before we get started into the conversation, I wanted you guys to introduce yourself. Don't be shy. Um, so yeah, the floor is yours. Hi, I'm Francesca. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Women to Women. And hi, I'm Yasmin and I am the Social Media Manager of Women to Women. Perfect. Those were very short, sweet, snappy introductions. <laughs> I promise they're nicer than they seem. It's just their first time podcasting. We're warming up. We're warming up. <laughs> By the end of the session, we won't be able to shut them up. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for joining me. I know it's a bit nerve-wracking. So you must have listened to a couple of episodes. And for those that listen to the Women's Woman podcast, they know that I enjoy asking women this question because I just feel like it's something that we don't usually answer. So... I'm going to go to Yasmin first, because for the amount of times you've, you've heard this question, I hope you can answer. I've heard this question so many times, but I, I don't know. There's been so many good answers. <laughs> then I have to get your own. So the first question would be, what does womanhood mean to you? I think womanhood to me means it's about growing up and kind of owning what makes you different to other girls around you. I think when I was younger, I was so intent on fitting in and being like my friends and liking what everyone else liked that now I can say that I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. It means that I've grown and I've built my personality more around what makes me different to Mm -hmm. everyone else. And I'm constantly thinking about what makes me stand out or what can I bring to the table that is different to the woman who I'm around or the women in society. Um, So I think our differences is what womanhood is to me. Perfect. Francesca, what's your answer? What does womanhood mean to you? I think lately um, it's been being able to kind of step into both like my feminine and my masculine, which I think (laughs) we're always discouraging growing up. And I think kind of in the working world you feel like you need to be in your masculine kind of like your Beyonce hustle all the time (laughs) and then you overcorrect and you become really engrossed in your feminine which is kind of the intuitive dreamy side of you that allows you to connect with other people and I think for a long time I kind of thought you had to be one or the other to succeed but actually you do need both and I think it's only in the past couple of years where I've really started to realize that and realize okay you need to be able to balance the two because if Mm. you're kind of only showing up in one sector, the other one is always going to struggle. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they feel so different and different entities, but then you need to have both really (laughs) to survive. When you're at work and you need that side of you that can connect with your team and then come home and connect with your friends and your family, but you also need to be 
confident enough to like step into that shared space that we're like always taught that we can't enter and be like, actually, no, I'm going to get this done right now. So I think that's what I've kind of been learning lately. Perfect. So how has it been like for both of you kind of coming into the age of womanhood? My understanding of womanhood was one way in my girlhood, but now that I'm kind of growing up and creating my own description of what that looks like, what has that journey been like for the both of you? Has it been hard? Has it been easy? Um, Because I know for me, it's been a turbulent period. My identity has been rocked many a time, but I think that comes with like building self-awareness for yourself and for the people around you and for how people um, experience you. I've kind of had to become aware of who I am for myself firstly, before anybody else, and then choose the kind of woman that I will be experienced by other people. I think for me... Mine has been through my confidence. When I was younger, when I was a girl, I was very shy and I didn't really have a voice of my own. Um, It was kind of influenced too much by my friends or people in my circle. But since I've grown older and I've become a woman, I've had to find the confidence to speak my mind and actually find my opinions and decide my opinions Mm. and and voice them in a in a way that is entirely my own and I think that has been quite a difficult journey but it is really liberating when you find that that you have your own opinions and you have your own voice and yeah it's confidence really I remember when I turned 23 I said to myself I remember the exact day it was the day before my birthday or it was the day on my birthday I said, I'm no longer going to live for other people. Like, I was like, like you said, yes, like my ideas, a lot of like what I, where I wanted to go to uni, what I wanted to study. A lot of people had opinions about what I was supposed to do or what I should do or things like that. And I think when I got to 23, I was like, do you know what? I'm actually tired. Like I want to build this level of womanhood that I'm happy with, you know? Not yeah. how it's been dictated by other people. Because one thing that I've learned is a lot of people would leave your life. And if you base your decisions on the person who you think has all of the answers, once they leave your life, you're the one that has to sit with the decisions that you've made. They don't. Yeah, so, you can't do that in womanhood. You just no, can't. You can't. Because some decisions can make or break. And I think one of the comforting things is that I always say womanhood is a journey. So I feel like you will never reach the level where you're like, yes, I've entered the room full of women <laughs> and I'm out in the womanhood zone. I feel like you will enter different rooms and different levels of womanhood will become clearer to you, which I think that's the most comforting part. But yeah, Fancho, what would you think? Yeah, I think like tying into both of your answers, I think it's like redefining what being a woman is. I read this really amazing article by um, Britt Marling, who I've always been really inspired by. And she was kind of saying, isn't it crazy how in the movies, women are either killed off or if we are empowered, we're made to be these like kind of masculine, Mm. like kicking the doors down and it's it's like can be really empowering but it's also like okay but also that's why are we not made feminine and she or or we're just the sex symbol and that yeah exactly (laughs) exactly you're like dave's girlfriend Um, but it's like she um wrote and produced this series called the oa and starred in it 
and like the empowered like the most empowered character was like the intuitive empath and I was like nobody else does that nobody else is challenging that so I think I saw that and it revolutionized my world and the way that I'd always thought to be strong and to be empowered you couldn't be in your feminine wow yeah I completely agree as well I think when I was growing up I took a lot of what I thought womanhood was from movies and from strong female characters in TV and films and you have to go through that realization of those women have been constructed yeah. most often by men it's completely false you, you know you don't you don't exist for one sole purpose <laughs> and I think we get a lot of that from yeah. the media absolutely thanks for sharing so this podcast episode is kind of to speak about International Women's Day what do you guys think of International Women's Day do you feel like it's important? Do you feel like it's necessary? Yeah, what do you think of it? I think it is very necessary and it is really important. You get so many comments around this time of year on social media, on Twitter or wherever from men being like, what about Men's Day? What about men's mental health? And all of these things. And yeah, it's very, very important. And we're not stepping aside from that like that's a very important issue as well but International Women's Day celebrates women as we are Mm. and all of the struggles that we've been through and uh, women in the past have been through and overcome and the struggles that we're still going through um, and a lot of the gender biases that exist in our society that still need to be destroyed and to be fought against and I think today really does like International Women's Day it empowers women and it reminds us that there still is a challenge there still is challenges we need to fight against absolutely I agree I think for me it was kind of like things are necessary and they can exist on both spectrum like you can have an International Men's Day but you can also have an International Women's Day it's the same as you can say Black Lives Matter but that doesn't negate from the fact that white lives matter yeah exactly Asian lives matter and things like that I think Things can live on a spectrum, even if they kind of serve different purposes. So I agree with you. I think it's important because as much as we've done a lot, we haven't done enough because there's still spaces and rooms where women don't have a voice or when they do, their voice is suppressed. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree that there's still more work to be done. Are you, French? I I agree. I I don't think it's like you know, Valentine's Day, where it's like, oh, shouldn't every day be Valentine's Day? (laughs) We need this day because women, we don't feel comfortable taking up space a lot of the time. And I think we almost need that day, that month to really like take it over and be like, no, okay, if this is the one day that we get, like, this is what it's all about. Yeah, it can be loud today. (laughs) Loud, because it's really easy to put yourself on the back burner. And yeah, I, I think that we're still in a society where there are 10 seats at the table and eight of them are taken up by men. Yeah. And we need that that day to be loud. And also I I think days like International Women's Day, days like International Men's Mental Health and things like that, I think those days are so important because it kind of gives the ability for this conversation to be at the centre stage. Like it gives everybody else, because now we're talking and it empowers women who, where there is 10 seats at the table and eight of them are men and two of them are women, it empowers women to think, okay, cool. There is 60 other women who have created their own table 
And, you know, I think across the whole year, we can see women, oh, this woman has done this, this woman has started this business, this woman is as the CEO of this tech company that I've never heard of. It kind of spotlights the ability for women to not be constrained by society's views that women can only go into certain sports or go into certain careers and stuff like that. It kind of spotlights the women who have said, all right, cool, there's eight, two seats at the table, I'm going to get some wood and create my own table and not yeah. hand out. Very community, very community building as well. I think yeah. because around this time, there are so many women just profiled and you're like, wow, she's amazing. She's amazing. Absolutely. And then you, you like, it unifies us. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It allows people to reassess mm-hmm. things that they might have overlooked um, yeah. throughout the year to have a special day dedicated to, okay, today we're going to look at, feminist issues hopefully that means that workplaces and people can turn around and actually really assess their lives and their influence and see where they can make change yeah. or what they can choose to challenge exactly so on a topic of challenging um, my next question is actually which causes do you feel like needs to kind of take center stage and this doesn't negate from the fact that every single cause that women fight for is not important of <laughs> But for you guys personally, and I think this gives you guys like a platform to kind of shout out any causes that you're really passionate about. Um, but which ones do you feel like need to take center stage? Yeah, I think for me, I've noticed a real downfall in our criminal justice system, which mm-hmm. makes me really sad. Um, but I think especially with like cases of sexual assault, I find it really hard to tune out from and even during the pandemic so many cases have been pushed back like three years wow like yeah because nobody has the time or the resources and it's like these women are already going to be denied a voice for such a long time and they're being put on the back burner and I think part of the reason I was so drawn to this brand and this job is because it's all about promoting women's stories telling the just the every woman telling her story and that's really important to me. So I think with everything going on, and I think there needs to be a real shift in the way that we hear and believe women's stories mm. in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, there's so many issues that I feel really strongly about to do with women, especially working in this job as well. But for me, in my life, I've been an activist for climate change, for, you know, it kind of, has been my whole life for as long as I can remember but for the last few years with Extinction Rebellion and with Greta and a lot of the awareness coming to climate change that's been a really big part of my life but I think one thing that hasn't been touched on as much as ecofeminism and the oppression of women is so linked to the destruction of the climate and the destruction of nature 80% are women who are going to be displaced by the climate crisis in the coming years. And I think that means that we need to have it at the forefront of what we're fighting for at the moment. Um, And it needs to be interlinked with conversations around feminism. We need to start talking about climate change. Women have been really, really strong leaders in creating change already. But I know that there's the UN uh, Climate Change Conference coming up soon. Mm-hmm. there's a massive lack of female representation in in those top leadership positions where they'll be making the decisions but it's women who will be
be the ones displaced by climate change. And I think that, for me, is one of the biggest issues that I want to raise awareness for, to do with women. That's great. I actually didn't even have a clue about No, I didn't either. I feel awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not talked about. I mean, people feel so strongly about the two issues, but they're never combined as one, and they both are so linked. Well, would you, why do you think that is, though? Like, why do you think not enough representation is given on, on that part? Because people talk about climate change, but they don't talk about women and climate change. That's I know, exactly. And it's, there are so many powerful figures who you hear about a lot um, in the media, like Greta Thunberg, like uh, Christina Figures and other people like that, who I look up to a lot as a woman, who are fighting and who are really strong activists, like Alice Aidy and Mary Hegler and people like that. But there's a, a very big lack of women who are in decision-making roles. I think it's only 25% of the UN Climate Change Conference that will be women. That is a massive issue that needs to be tackled. Why do you yeah. think that is? I think, why do you think that the shift hasn't happened yet for that conversation to take place? Do you think like we're still at the early stages of kind of like actually accepting that, that there's actually a climate change issues going on? Yeah, I, I think we've got to that point, but I think it's still linked with feminism and how women aren't represented enough in leadership roles in general. Mm-hmm. So I think that women are overlooked, especially the ones who are really making changes in small communities and like fighting within their own small communities are just overlooked in the general conversation. Yeah, uh, there's a, been a lot of a lot of attention towards climate change and sustainability. Not enough is put onto the women who are actually making the changes. That's so interesting. That's really, really interesting. I think um, at the end, um, when we've got like five more minutes or whatever, I'm going to ask you guys to kind of give me sort of like the platforms and stuff that kind of touch on the topic that you've spoken about, if you have any, where people can kind of get more information on those causes. Yeah, no, it's interesting because that's not kind of like topics that I personally ever hear about. And I feel like, all women's issues are women's issues. So, yeah. So, at Women's Women, like Francesca said, a lot of the things that we want at the heart of it is to kind of push women's stories and women's experiences and things like that outside of just the bad, but also the good, the bad, the ugly, and the realness of it all. What do you think would be the best way? I'll go first. I think for me, I have an issue with feminists and feminism that does not take into account the nuances of womanhood and the fact that feminism has to transcend beyond the white women's experience of what being a woman looks like. And I felt like, of course, there's there's been new sort of new feminists and new um, feminist parties who've come up and have made sure to try and have all of these perspective women's stories involved and stuff. Um, but I, I just feel like there needs to be more. Um, so I think for me, it would, it's really important for first women to take by force and to um, shout about what they're doing with that sort of 
fear because the more we see women in certain spaces, the more we will feel empowered to be like, okay, I can do more. I can enter these spaces that I thought I never could. Again, the fact that we want to kind of like report on women's stories who you might never hear about. For example, what Yasmin said about women in climate change, their jobs aren't sexy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not yeah. sexy to work in the UN. It's sexy to be an influencer. It's sexy to, you know, go to the bar and take lovely pictures. But it's not sexy to work in the UN. But then someone working in the UN might be saving your life or they might be saving somebody else's life. So I think it's important for women who are in those spaces to kind of like continue the work, but make yourself visible. And for women who have who have the seat at the table, whatever your womanhood looks like, to make sure that you include women from every single walk of life, not just your own. Diversity is important because every every female experience isn't going to be the same. It's not a one size shoe fits all. You need to know that. So yeah, that's so that's for me. I just think like amplify your own voices and ensure that if you have a seat at the table where you are one of one of one, um, ensure that you're creating spaces for women that are coming after you to have that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think your point on intersectional feminism is so important. I think a lot of people, even when speaking out about their issues, kind of forget that people of different races or people with disabilities um, often go through the same problems. Yeah to a much larger extent and even have their own issues that come with their feminism as well. And I think it's important to consider other people's stories and other people's takes. And it's never been more important to pass the mic. Mm. Now, I know that phrase has been used so much, but yes, it's very, very important to share your own stories and to share what you've been through, but to also grab someone else or grab someone from a different background and from a different perspective and also ask them those questions and have those just those discussions mm-hmm. um, about how your experiences are similar how you go through loads of the same problems but on a much different spectrum and ask those questions about how can you help each other and come together as a community and and raise awareness for your issues as well as other people's within those communities too I think that's really important yeah, I agree. I think not all women identify with all women mm. until they're put in a room together. Like, for example, when we did our Valentine's Day shoot and sick, we had six strangers meet and like all these completely different women who had never met before. And just to watch them relate to each other like time and time and time again mm-hmm. was so powerful. And I do think that we need to do that and not just to share our stories, but to listen to every woman. Yes. You think, well, I'm never going to be able to relate to her because I think that we have this narrative as a collective and every woman's narrative feeds into our own and where we come from. And I think that's really important to listen even more than we do share. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing. So my next question would then be, what platforms are you guys loving? What platforms do you think kind of um, sets to empower women in a way where it's kind of like it draws you in? Of course, you ain't got to mention women to women, but you can't if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, do you guys have any platforms? Go on. I, I think because we, we work with women to women, it's given us a new perspective of that platform um, and how 
the whole team is such a small community and although we've got a big following and we can talk to different women at once our small team working together can have those conversations yeah. on that level that that is needed yeah it's women basically <laughs> we learn from each other just as much as we learn through the platform yes. yeah some of the platforms that have been really inspiring me lately because I mentioned women and climate change there's a new uh, inst- I think they're just on Instagram called she climate um and they're basically all about campaigning to ensure that we get fair and equal representation of women um, in climate change Mm -hmm. and all of their content has been really informational about how many women are struggling um, to do with climate change and how they're both linked but also campaigning for that change so definitely check them out if you want to know more about where women sit in the climate change fight it's a really difficult question because I feel like there are so many women online doing amazing things but I yes. think some of the the platforms that I personally turn to are like all bright female narratives yeah. like women that are kind of creating this space to network and like us to share stories and share experiences but also I think just like watch the news and we'll just <laughs> yeah. and you'll just like it just yeah I think just watching the news in the morning pay attention pre-pandemic like when other news was actually reported and it riles you and then you're just on one and you're just finding all of these platforms and it's yeah I think one that I've really been loving at the moment as well is Gals Who Graduate which is essentially a massive group chat on Facebook of of girls who've graduated and go through the struggles of like what postgrad life means and and for me that that has been really helpful um since I graduated last year just to hear the stories of of other women going through a lot of the same things mm. that I have been going through no one has been, has been so so helpful what do you yeah. say Fran I just said no one prepares you for that time no, no. graduating and it's kind of your life all of a sudden it happens yeah. <laughs> speaking, I could do a whole podcast about how much University is a scam and a different you can graduate But um, <laughs> I think for me, before we wrap up, because I'm seeing, I'm conscious of time, my platform is obviously Women to Women because everything that we do is targeted and it's got women in mind. It's never self-serving. I really want to have and to um, hold a space for women to share their stories without judgment because I know how hard it is sometimes to navigate this gender that we are in a space that, is safe with respect of, of race, religion, creed, economic status. I think it's so important for women to kind of have a safe place to just be. There's a many, many, many platforms that speak about being a boss babe, a boss bitch, CEO, <laughs> and stuff like that, which is amazing. But then at your core, what are you outside of those things that you are attached to, which is so important? So definitely, mm. women is one. Yeah. we can't hustle all the time exactly, no. <laughs> exactly. although it is good it we need to understand <laughs> ourselves first. do you know what i mean so i hope that in everything that we do that is being reflected i love female collective on instagram mm-hmm. right is a fave girls let's talk girls talk by ajwa forgot her last name but yeah um those are some of like my favorite as well before we go i want you guys to kind of name two women who you feel like are Changing narratives are dope, are amazing. And yeah, 
<laughs> I'll go first so that you guys can think about it because I, I don't want to. Guys, think quick. This is quick, quick fire question. But for me, it would be Shani Mears, who's a really, really dear friend of mine who is in the advertising space. Everything that she does is solely based on pushing talent, young talent, undiscovered talent. She really has a heart for community. And yeah, she's just a really, really good inspiration for me. She's a senior, she's a lecturer, sorry, a guest lecturer at Kingston University as well. And she's just dope. Another woman is Ebony Iere, who we've had on the podcast before. And she runs a platform called Milk and Honey Bees, which is targeted at um, black girls from the age of 14 to 18, I want to say, or 21. And just to help them through their girlhood stage to womanhood and kind of giving them the tools and to kind of like self express in ways that aren't really spoken about so artistically and stuff like that so those are my two shani mirrors and ebony Ayeri. please check them out yes um i think my two not anyone i know personally <laughs> but mine at the moment is amanda gorman who were, who's the poet who who spoke at the u.s inauguration in january um and i think she i hadn't heard of her before that and watching that video really inspired me, the way that she spoke to so many people but came, that came straight from her heart was, was really inspirational. And I know that she's doing a lot uh, in terms of activism at the moment. So she's really inspiring me. And also a woman called Alice A.D. who runs um, Earthrise Studio and is also a documentary filmmaker. And she is standing up and talking a lot about feminist issues, about mental health, and also about climate change too. So they're my two women. Thank you, Fran. I think mine are probably at the moment Glennon Doyle, who obviously wrote Untamed, and she just has completely revolutionized the game for me. And is kind of just basically saying, you do not have to be small, sweet, and accommodating and polite. And then Alexandra Roxo, who basically just encourages every woman to stand in her worth and just like be your most base self <laughs> and just own it. So I think those are my two. Amazing. Perfect. Thank you. I'll make sure to check out with the four women that you've mentioned as well. Um, so we've come to the end of the podcast episode. I want to thank you guys for listening. I know it's been short and sweet, but I hope you guys have picked up some gems from two of my amazing team members and we will be back shortly sweetly (laughs) and with more episodes and um yeah thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode bye guys Bye. bye thank you very much thanks